Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 24 of Genesis chapter 1. We're continuing to look at verses 26 through 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I'll stop reading there. Now in our last study we saw that God made this special creature created in his own likeness and after his own image name man or Adam and in in keeping with man uh, being the chief of God's creation he he is created uh, in God's own image and none of the other creatures are created in God's own image as far as we know this glorious creator this mighty God has never created any other creature at any time in any other creation like this particular creature and and so uh, he certainly is a special creature that will be given the ability to rule like God he he will have many of God's attributes and traits uh, he he will have desires and thinking that follows the mind of God and and he will also rule like God over the creation that God has just created and that's why God says let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air now notice that we've seen um, a few times in these verses, God is referring to them. He says, let's make man, singular, Adam, in our image. But then he said in um, verse 27, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, So, even though God, on the sixth day, created only Adam, only the man, and Adam would be alone by himself for some unspecified period of time. We don't know how long it was until Eve was created. We we can be sure it wasn't all that long. Here is what we know from the Bible. If we turn over to... um, 
chapter 2 of Genesis and start reading in verse 18. It says, And Jehovah God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground Jehovah God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a help meet for him. And Jehovah God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. In the rib which Jehovah God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And so God um, recognizes that Adam was created, and was by himself, and, and it's not good that he should be alone. Then God acts and creates the woman out of man. We, we read in 1st Timothy, in 1st Timothy 2, beginning in verse 11, it says, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. That's the order of the creation. And God created man, and he was alone by himself. Then later, again, we uh, we don't have to think it was years. It definitely wasn't years. It was a short time very short time, uh, a week, days, or even hours. We, God isn't specific. But later, then, he caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and then he took one of his ribs and made the woman. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, in, in a passage where the Lord gives the structure for the the chain of command of authority. Uh, for instance, he says in verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 11, But it would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. And a little further down, in verse 8, it says, For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. And, and that uh, is what we read in Genesis 2. That's, that's, um, uh, an accurate description of how God made the woman of the man. He took a part of the man and he made a woman. And 1 Corinthians 11.9 says, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. God saw the man that he was alone and, and decided it was not good. 
and then created the woman to be a helpmeet to be for Adam the man. And of course, uh, in our modern world, where um, the uh, women's movement has become so common that it's not even thought of anymore, uh, this is extremely outdated material. The, the idea that the woman was created for the man. Um, don't try to say that in some places or in some circles because you'll, you'll certainly receive a lot of opposition. And yet it is what the Bible says. The woman was created for the man. Now we know that all of this has spiritual meaning and we'll wait until we get into chapter two and, and see how God created the woman to, uh, to discuss the spiritual meaning of that and how it does relate to the eternal church of God's elect who um, come as a result of the Lord Jesus Christ and the death he experienced. But nonetheless, God created an order of things. He created Adam first. Adam was formed, then the woman. And this fits in with um, the authority structure of the home when when God says the woman is to be um, in submission to her husband and and so forth the the husband is the head of the house that this is how God wants it because the order of events are very important. And the submission of the woman to the man is also very important spiritually. And would God have women all over the world throughout all history be in submission to their husbands in order to teach an important spiritual truth? Of course he would. That's exactly why he gave the commandments. It's just like God had mankind all through history observe the seventh day Sabbath every week. When that seventh day came, no work is to be performed. That was the commandment of God from the very beginning. And and why? What what difference does it make if you work on that day or any other day? The difference is God set apart that day in order to teach a tremendous spiritual truth that no work was to be done when it came to salvation, but the Lord Jesus had done all the work from the foundation of the world. And we were to rest in his finished work. Well, God altered the the whole um, uh, lifestyle of mankind in instituting that seventh-day Sabbath. He had man observe it week after week, and then even when he changed it from Saturday to Sunday, he had the the people of the world, those that um, that had any understanding of the Bible, observe Sunday the Sabbath for generations, for centuries. And even today, there's still um, people who observe God's holy day in the time when when uh, many of God's commandments are are um, being uh, trampled upon by the world and by the church, 
yet it has been in effect for for quite um, a long time, almost 2,000 years, that Sunday has been the Sabbath day. To teach, again, a spiritual truth. It's it, God often does this. He will place something in nature. He will place something. He will give a command that will impact the lifestyle of people and how they live. And it also is given in order to instruct, to paint a picture, to be a living example of what he has done. Well, um, in Genesis chapter 5, it says, in, I'll start reading in verse 1 of Genesis 5. This is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man. In the likeness of God made he him, male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And here God says that he called their name, the male and the female, Adam. So the woman, at, at the point of Adam's creation, is counted to be created also in Adam. When, when Adam came into existence, when Adam was formed from the dust of the ground, when uh, when Adam was uh, first a living being, then God says, in the day that Adam was created, they were created. Because God called their name Adam. And uh, again, that would have spiritual significance. It would relate to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and and the the people of God, the elect, whose sins Christ was bearing, uh, we were in him, yet we did not yet exist. And it would not be until um, the world would be created and, and generations of time would unfold before all the people that were in him were finally born into the world. Yet, God looked at the first Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, well, Christ is the second Adam. I was looking at before the foundation of the world. But God looked at Christ and he saw all the elect, all the elect in him. And and so when Christ successfully went through uh, death and, and conquered death and rose from the dead and was declared to be the son, it was as though all the elect, the woman, the bride of Christ were also in him at that time. Uh, let's, let's go back to uh, Genesis 1 and look at the word dominion, where God says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl and the cattle and, and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And then he, he repeats some of that in verse 28 um, when he he blesses them, commands them to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, the fowl, and every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We talked before 
how fish can represent men, cattle can represent men, the creatures that God made can be types and figures of mankind, and Adam and the woman are uh, are said to have dominion over all these creatures, and yet all the creatures can represent mankind, and Adam can be a type and figure of Christ, and the woman, the body of Christ, the elect. And and so it's given to them to have dominion over the peoples of the world. And and that uh is is the case is God's people will inherit the earth, but here they're they're given dominion over the creatures. The word dominion is Strong's number seventy two eighty seven and uh it, it it's pretty much always used of people apart from these verses here in Genesis. It's a word that expresses rule uh or dominion over man. Uh, for instance, and, and it, it's a word that relates to the Lord Jesus Christ, dominion over man in Psalm 110 verse 2. Jehovah shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Sometimes it's translated as rule. Or in Psalm 72 and verse 8. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river unto the ends of the earth. And if you read Psalm 72, the masculine pronoun he is used repeatedly of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will have dominion. Um, if we go back to the Old Testament book of Numbers, Numbers 24, when the Lord is moving Balaam to make these statements, it, uh, beginning in verse 17, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. And Edom shall be a possession. Seir also shall be a possession for his enemies, and Israel shall do valiantly. Out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion, and shall destroy him that remaineth of the city. So out of Jacob comes a star, and that's um, a messianic reference to Christ. And out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion. Christ will rule. He, uh, the government shall be upon his shoulders. He, he is um, the one that will rule the nations with a rod of iron. And we've seen in a day of judgment how he comes with ten thousands of his saints. So Christ will rule and have dominion. And at the same time, the body of Christ rules with him, judging the world with him, having dominion over the peoples of the world, the, the unsaved inhabitants of the earth, 
in 1 Kings chapter 4, it says in verse 22, and then in verse 24, I, I just want to show that it's Solomon who's in view in 1 Kings 4.22, and Solomon's provision for one day was 30 measures of fine flour. Then in verse 24, For he had dominion over all the region on this side the river, from Tipsa even to Azza, over all the kings on this side the river, and he had peace on all sides round about. Christ has dominion. Solomon, who's a type of Christ, Solomon's name means peace, and, and, and Jesus is our peace, has dominion over kings. The word often is associated with ruling over men, and you, you wouldn't think that God would use this particular word, as he has done in Genesis, to rule over animals. In, in Isaiah chapter 41... In Isaiah 41, verse 2, it says, Who raised up the righteous man from the east, and called him to his foot, gave the nations before him, and made him rule over kings. He gave them as the dust to his sword, and as driven stubble to his bow. And the righteous man from the east, of course, is Jesus, and uh, the nations were given to him to rule. If you rule over a king of a nation, you rule over the entire nation. Uh, the world was given to the righteous man from the east to rule or have dominion over. And that's what this keeps coming back to. And so man, Adam, is given dominion over the creatures, over the earth, just as... The Lord Jesus Christ, Adam typifies, will have dominion over mankind that the animals typify. And not just Christ, but um, Adam and Eve, or, or Adam and the woman. The bride of Christ will have dominion. They, they will rule together, because when the elect are saved, what does the Bible say? That we're lifted up into heavenly places to be seated in Christ Jesus. And to sit in a Bible points to ruling. We are ruling with him. Uh, even before Judgment Day, God's people are in Christ, and as uh, what's true of Christ is true of them. Well, um, just one more verse. Isaiah 14, and this is the chapter where the king of Babylon is said to be a proverb, and he here is set up as a type of Lucifer, Satan. And in Isaiah 14, speaking of the king of Babylon, or Satan, it says, He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke, he that ruled the nations in anger, is persecuted and none hindereth. Now Isaiah 14 is speaking of the fall of the king of Babylon, the fall of Satan, but here it's indicating before he fell, he ruled the nations. He had dominion over the nations. And we know when uh, Satan, the devil, was 
tempting the Lord in the wilderness, that he showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and and uh, he makes the statement, I think it's in the Gospel of Luke, that all these have been delivered unto me, and I will give them to you. That is, they're under my dominion, and if you bow down and serve me, they'll be under your dominion, because I'll give them to you. And of course, that, that was flatly rejected by the Lord, and, and, and Satan was defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was correct that the nations were delivered to him because the, the animals, the dominion over the creatures and over the earth were given to Adam and Eve. God gave them the authority. God gave them the rule over the things of this creation. And they were in subjection to God himself. That was the uh, right order of the creation. God created them as sort of uh, underlings who, who would maintain the province of the creation earth. And God would be the ultimate ruler over them. Yet, then entered Satan into the picture. We know in Genesis chapter 3, and and the whole question of whom do you obey and whom do you serve came into view when he deceived Eve into uh, taking a bite of the fruit of the forbidden tree that God commanded you shall not eat of. And from that point, that point, Eve began to serve Satan, the, the serpent. And Adam began to serve Satan, the serpent. And, and so, just as God ruled over them, now Satan would rule over mankind. Satan would rule over the nations, over the people of the earth. And it, it was by right of conquest that he, Satan, had dominion over the nations so that he could um, properly offer it to Christ if Christ would bow down and serve him. Uh, and so the dominion that we see here that God um, first gives to Adam and to Eve, to mankind, is later taken away by Satan. Satan becomes the ruler of the earth. The things that Adam and Eve should have ruled over, that man should have ruled over, Satan begins to rule over. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.